good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. What's up, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about, guess what, more and more marketing stuff. But I want to segment and talk about something really in particular that I think a lot of people in the real estate industry don't really understand yet, and that is content marketing. What the hell is it? What kind of content do you create? And more importantly, where the fuck do you start? That is the name of the game. And what who we're bringing on today is uh, what I'd like to get out of this show is we're going to walk through... There's all different forms of content. As a matter of fact, you're listening to one form of our content in the form of a podcast. Uh, but you could create a video series. You could be blogging. You could just be storytelling. You could be creating case studies on the deals that you're already working on. But the purpose of this show is that there's not a shortage of content to create. There's a shortage of people telling you how to fucking do it, period. So <laughs> what we're going to chat about today is give you guys a bunch of different ideas. Everything from TikTok to social media to video to podcasting. And we brought on an expert that this is all she does. Like she's a content marketing chick. She knows a lot of this. She speaks to do that. Do that. There we go. And <laughs> so without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, introduce our guest, Miss Lindsay Phillips. How are you? I am awesome. I love your name, real estate marketing dude. So yeah, I guess I'm the content marketing dudette. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, right? It's like there's content marketing and some people think, oh, I don't really need to do it. Well, you kind of do, especially because out there, there's so much noise and you need to differentiate yourself and you need to build your authority. So you're like the go-to person to work with and do deals. And really in real estate investing, whether you're doing deals, joint ventures, whatever, or you're a coach or you're an educator in the sphere, it's all about building relationships and building trust. Yep. People don't hire you because you have a license yeah. or you're a lender or the fact that you might buy their house. They're hiring you because mm-hmm. of what skills you have in your brain and you know what to do with that license and those skills that you've already developed. So I want you to identify uh, what you mean by authority because I know a lot of our listeners are like, what do you mean? I want to I want to do an authority. And I'm going to give you guys an example how I can make Lindsay right here think I'm a chef, even though I don't cook. I don't cook and then just using video as a form of content. So I'm going to ask Lindsay a couple of questions. Lindsay, if I were to start shooting one video a day for the next seven days, and I sent you the same video each day, and it's a video of me walking you through the dude's cookbook, and I might be chopping up vegetables, but to be honest with you, I fucking hate cooking, and my body language on that video would be very awkward. It'd look awkward. I'd feel like something's weird, like there's a butt crawling Now, (laughs) would you think I'm a chef by the end of seven days, or would you think I'm some kind of cook just because you saw me on video seven days in a row? Honestly, if I just saw you doing videos that you were cooking, I would be like, that's obviously your jam. You're obviously passionate, regardless of your face. You could be, you know, uh, tripped over uh, the cat earlier and hurt yourself. But yeah, if you're putting out content about anything, then people are going to think you're an expert. 100%. No matter what you do on video, the fact that you're on it, they're like, shit, that dude's got balls. He's got to be a cook. He's got to be a chef. No one gets on video unless they're confident for what they do. I know. So walk through authority and what that means. Why is it important to build your authority in today's day and age? Because people want to work with people that they 
know are going to help them with less stress. Like, oh, I can hand all this off to you and not worry about it. They want to know that you're going to solve their problem, that they can rely on you, that they like you, and that you're not going to screw them over. And by building your authority platform, whether it's like you mentioned, doing videos and sharing what's in your head and what your knowledge base is and what your experiences are, or like we're doing right here through a podcast or writing a book or even having an ebook or a lead magnet or being part of like a virtual summit. If someone's inviting you somewhere for something and you're being showcased, then obviously there's that whole stigma, right? Like, ooh, they must be somebody. Right. I remember when I first started out, I was petrified, Mike, that, you know, doing a video or being on a podcast, I'm like, that whole imposter syndrome, right? Like, who the heck am I to do whatever? And then people will be like, oh my God, you're like putting out so much content. You're like on this podcast and you're doing your own podcast. Like, ooh, like just think you're like everywhere. And when you get that, you're more sought after and it's easier to win prospects. It's easier to convert them and it's easier to raise your rates, honestly, and charge what you are worth, no matter what you're doing. Um, It's just like, as soon as you hear that someone's an author, like you're like, damn, you're just like, you instantly pay attention. Like, oh, I better listen to what this person's going to say. Same thing. I mean, obviously the book is like, the big authority piece, speaking on stage. If you hear that someone's been speaking on stage, you know, about X and X topic, you're like, Ooh, like they're just like this little movie star in your eyes. Right. And you're automatically, well, I'm not going to ask Joe Schmo over here to help me out with real estate investing. I don't know him from Adam, but like, if he's guest speaking, if he's on a podcast, he must know his jam. I'm going to ask him to help me. Yep. So you hit it right. You took the words right out of my mouth. So folks, I want you to put yourselves in the shoes of a consumer right now. And you're visiting two websites. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's just take this from a real estate agent's perspective or a mortgage broker, even, or an investor. And one website has basically like an online business card is a picture of the company. And there's some basic boilerplate info talking about how many years you've been in the damn business. But then there's another website that's got a podcast, a blog, tons of videos, tons of educational content. And who are you going to hire, folks? Are you going to hire the one with the online business card? Or are you going to hire the one with all, all of the content on there? Now, instantly, the way we're wired is our brains are going to tell us that the guy or the guy with all the content is the better person for the job. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like, it's that whole first impressions thing too, right? Like, even when I go to hire an accountant or like I want to go to a yoga studio or something, like I'm always going to go to their Facebook page. And if they don't have any, like, if they're, branding doesn't match their website, or if they haven't done any posts in three weeks, I'm like, are they even successful? Like, are they even going (laughs) to be around? Are they going to like, I'm going to start classes and then they're just going to stop because they're, you know, going out of business. You automatically think those thoughts. hundred percent. I remember uh, when I actually created the name real estate marketing, dude, I was sitting at a uh, marketing conference for copy blogger, which is Brian Clark's yeah. company, right back in the day. And they had a, a conference in Denver. Uh, I don't know if you call the event, big event right before they launched Rainmaker and all this other stuff. Anyways, I sit in Brian Clark is probably one of like, I don't know, he's almost like a godfather content marketing. <laughs> They're the very first people that like one of the first groups that came out and just started hitting content marketing on the head. It's one of the first people I started following. And I remember I pulled Brian to the side at the conference and I'm like, all right, so 
and this is God, I think this is 2013 or so. I'm like, Brian, so he used to be a real estate agent back in the day and how he was successful as a real estate agent is through content. He created a lot of content and people found him and that's how he started, you know, what is now his copy blogger. So it came from content creation, but I asked him, I go, Brian, would this ever work in the real estate industry? And point blank, he said, fuck no, they're too fucking lazy. Okay. (laughs) So I, I go, okay. I can see that because I, I can see it. He goes, real estate industry is too damn lazy. They'll never create their content because most of them are a bunch of salespeople chasing checks. They're not looking yeah, yeah. at building a brand and building yeah. a brand. Now, fast forward to today, and I, I would agree with that at the time. Yeah. Right? Because back then, when what's happened in the last five to 10 years has totally transformed oh, and changed. Like, look at COVID. We doubled our ad spend for attention during COVID and it's paying off right now. But here's yeah. my question. I believe that regardless of what business you're in, real estate agent, investor, mortgage broker, property management company, transaction coordinator, title company, escrow company, I don't care, anybody, any business, this isn't even a real estate thing. I I think if you're not consistently creating content each and every month, I think you're shit out of luck and you're dead in the water. Oh, absolutely. Because there's a lot, especially within the online space, And like, if you're in real estate investing and not just geographically located and you can, you know, partner with more deals or teach more people in a bigger scale, it's a bigger market and you need to stand out. You need to exponentially increase your visibility. And by like, especially with podcasting, guesting or hosting, you're going to extend your reach exponentially, like right away. So that's like a no brainer. And unfortunately, you know, you do need to do the Facebook ads and the sponsored posts and all that stuff to extend your reach just because of Facebook. But honestly, it's like building those relationships, building that trust. And the way I look at it too, especially when it comes to social media, because everyone's kind of like disenchanted with it lately, is that just think of it as a conversation builder. Whether you're commenting on someone's post, don't be afraid to DM them offline. And hey, man, I really, you know, what you wrote the other day really resonated with me. How are things going? And just kind of having that conversation back and forth so that they know that you're a real human being that actually gives a crap about them. It doesn't take that much. You know what I mean? But everyone's under the assumption, Lindsay, that the content I create must always be selling our stuff. Is that true? No, my God, that's the biggest myth. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell I us can't why. Stand that it drives me nuts. Tell us why, um, because think about if you're always go ahead and I gotta I gotta rebuttal for it. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't stand that, and I find there's some industries that do that more than others, especially uh, retail and service industries um, like bricks and mortar. I find they do that for some reason, but you always have to think about what can I do today to show that I give a crap about my prospect, that I'm gonna teach them whatever it may be, and be giving. You're serving them, right? Because they will follow you because they want more tips. And if they're engaged and they're listening and they're watching and they're following, they are more likely to come into your funnel and convert. And as well as that, you're naturally going to gain more trust. Where if it's just, oh, I've got a webinar, I've got a house to sell, I've got this deal, don't you want in? If you're all like that, people are it's like a massive turnoff. You're like a used car salesman. It's brutal. Totally. Let's put this in a different perspective so all the real estate people can get here. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. So all you guys on your treadmill right now um, or your bikes, (laughs) whatever the fuck you're doing, let me ask you a question, put it in just different relationship building format. When you guys go out on the weekends 
and you're hanging out with friends and family uh, Saturday night, Friday night. Are you guys always talking about work? Because if you did, that'd probably be the last time people would ask you to come out and hang out with you. Well, especially speaking to the real estate agents, you guys are working in a referral dominated business and you have to stay relevant. Same with you lenders out there. Real estate investors, not as much. They're chasing business. But if you always talk about work with your best friends, they're no longer your best friends. Mm -hmm. But you still have to relay and remain in relationship with them. And now, if I just stop talking to my wife, we're going to break up. Yeah. Right? But it doesn't mean I don't stay in communication with my relationships I have in life. It just means what I'm talking about changes. Oh, yeah. Because it's showing that you're only caring about what you want to talk about or not caring what she wants to talk about. hundred percent. Things you have in common. So I challenge you guys to think about creating content as a way to remind people what you do for a living through adding value as opposed Mm -hmm. to telling them. And that's what we call demonstration. So I want to go through the different types of content and start segment over um, that way if we can. Because uh, content to me, and here's my formula for content just so, and uh, Lindsay said it earlier, but content creates engagement. Engagement creates conversation. Conversation creates trust. And then you get hired. Yeah. All it's right, a so, long process. Unfortunately, there's no quick win. 100%. Now let's apply it to dating though. It's an easy, another easy analogy. So Lindsay, are you married? I am. Okay. When you met your significant other, did they like say, make you laugh at first? Yeah. We had lots of drinks and hung out and had fun. So that's called value. If they just came right up to you and they said, hey, let's go home. Are you ever going to get to the, the drinks and having fun and laughter piece? No, I'd give them the finger. <laughs> 100%. So that equation, guys, is exactly what we're talking about yeah. with content. We have to create content that adds value. Look at it as a bunch of pickup lines to start more conversations. Yeah. For those of you single people out there, if you feel yeah. like thrown down, right? So let's walk in through different types of content that we can create. Sure. And, and not every different. type is right for you, right? Or even right for your audience. Yep. Let's start with podcasting. Let's do this. This, Let's do this type of content. This is a form of media. This is a form of content. I take this content, I put it on my YouTube channel. I put it on my website. But more importantly is it gets downloaded by 40,000 people every episode. Yeah. And that is a form of content, but it's a form of audio content only. I don't have the same reach through different channels. Yeah. Right. But it's just, you guys got to realize that people consume content in different ways. So it's not so much about having a single source as much as it's about being everywhere all the time in multiple ways. And that's who people give in the most is the one they see. Absolutely. And really understanding your audience. I mean, I had one client that was everywhere, so to speak. And then he was like, oh, I got to get on Snapchat. Everyone's on there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, dude, like your peeps, they don't even know what Snapchat is. Like, they're, <laughs> I waste your time on there. And we actually um, did a survey and most of his audience were on YouTube all the time and they used video to learn or digest. They weren't reading at all, like blogs, like nothing. So we invested most of his time on like building up YouTube and doing videos, doing live Facebooks to engage because that's how they absorb information. That's where they're hanging out and that's where they're spending time. I mean, if your audience is, let's whatever it is that you're doing, if your audience are 60 to 70 year olds and they are not listening to podcasts at all, then don't start a podcast. Like you have to know where your perfect ideal client or partner or prospect is and how they digest information and where they're hanging out 
in order to know where to spend your investment dollars. Because if you do everything, you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to spend and waste a ton of money. Totally. How important is the consistency in content creation? Let's talk a little bit about consistency. my love language. (laughs) Let's go. Talk to us. I know. Why, why Why is being consistent so important in content creation, regardless of what it is? There's a couple of reasons. One, we're talking about that whole first impression thing, right? Like if you go to someone's Facebook and they're like have 50 posts in one day and then they're like crickets for like two weeks and then they have something else and then it's crickets again, you're going to wonder, you're just going to feel like they are not reliable and they're not a successful business because they're not consistently putting out content. They very well could be successful, but that's the impression. And if you're doing something to turn people away that's not cool. Um, And the other thing is that you want them to get addicted to what you're dishing out. So if you are, if they're loving your articles and they're devouring it and you're getting a ton of website visitors or your podcast and it's growing, you're getting a ton of downloads, then keep doing that and keep leveraging it. And especially with podcast audiences, they do binge, but they're like, Ooh, the next episode is coming out kind of like a TV show, right? Like, yeah, you know, not everything is a Netflix where you can binge, but they look forward to that. They're like, Ooh, are they, I actually had a a client and he did a uh, live Facebook every Friday and then he turned it into like a coffee talk thing. And then he turned it into something else because he had hordes of people that were going there every Friday because they knew he was going to be there and give like awesome real estate investing tips. And so he actually built a huge audience um, just from doing that one thing on a weekly basis. And unfortunately, you know, with, with social media too, is that the feed goes so fast. There is so much on there that unfortunately it is easy for someone to miss some of your posts. So if you're only doing one a day or you're only one a week or whatever that may be, they may totally miss it. Where if you're like out there all the time, same with email marketing, right? Oh, I only need to give one easy and once a month. Oh my God, no. Like you need to be consistent. It doesn't have to be like a story each time, but you need to be in touch with people and be in their face over and over and over again. They may not buy or they may not engage that day, but because you're in front of them on a consistent basis they're more likely to pay attention or you're more likely to grab them with a different topic. Maybe your topic last week didn't really apply to them and that's fine. But maybe the next topic that you chat about will be like, oh yeah, that's totally me this week. Oh my God, can you help me? Yep. So I want to, and I want to move back on one thing. Um, we're, we keep saying the word audience, uh, you guys. So for the real estate agents and the lenders, the concept of audience are just the people who would be most likely to be the people who buy your shit. So yeah. uh, I just want to make it really simple for you guys to understand for those real estate agents and lenders, you got to remember over 85% of your business is coming from referrals, repeat clients, or people you personally know or met. So your audience is that list of Facebook friends. It's the people you'd invite to your wedding or funeral. It's the relationships you have in life. And no, you don't need thousands of them in your database. You guys sell a very high ticket item. And the truth is in the math of the numbers within the real estate industry. Absolutely. And this is talking to both lenders and realtors. 10 to 15% of the people who see your content in the next 12 months will be moving. Most of them don't know it yet. People are going to get divorced. They're going to have babies. They're going to lose their jobs. They're going to die. Okay. It's part of life. You can't plan for the unexpected, but 100% of the people who see your content have the ability to refer you a minimum of one client per year. Mm -hmm. 
in a business that is dominated by referrals, that's north of 65%, you market your audience for the referral business. You just happen to get their direct business when the time comes up. So I don't, I don't want you to think you have to have a list of 300 people or 3,000 people. You could have 200 people. As a matter of fact, that's all you need. Because this is a local. How how many of them are engaged? I mean, some people brag, oh, I've got 10,000 people on my e-list. Well, that's fine and dandy. But how many people are opening it? How many people are clicking? And how many people are hitting reply and actually responding? Love it. Um, Here's what I I love that. Right. Everyone's like, oh, I got so many downloads. Well, that's fine. But you also like it's also fine to have a lower number of downloads as long as people are engaged and you're getting consistent leads and you're getting sales or relationships or whatever that may be from them. So good point. There's a difference between a database and an audience. A database is a, is a bunch of information on a spreadsheet. It's not really worth anything. It's worth a piece of paper. The difference between a database and an audience is that that same spreadsheet of people actually listen to what the fuck you say. That's yeah. an audience. They open your emails. They know who you are. If they hear the term yeah. real estate, they instantly associate your name or your brand with it. That's an audience, folks. So there's a difference, but you can only create an audience through consistent communication of the same people over time. When I talk to people about content, especially on video, I tell them the truth. I'm like, the only time this doesn't work is when people don't like you, in all honesty, because if that's the case, they're not going to hire you anyways. No. But if you're a likable person, the vast majority of them are going to use north of 76% close with the first person they meet with. That's in lending, that's in real estate. So don't overthink this stuff, you guys. When you and have, it's okay to repel people. Like it's okay oh, yeah. to turn people away. I do it all the time. Because you don't want to waste your time with you know people that it's just pointless. <laughs> I do it all the time. My whole brand name is done that way for a reason. I want yeah. to repel all of the suits. Absolutely. All of the people that I will never get nope. along. You guys might take offense to my swearing. Great. We're not going to. You got to be authentic. That's the other <laughs> thing with content. Yeah. You're clearly authentic, but it's like you can't. Like there are some other people that are like, you know, polished and perfect and whatever, but you don't have to be them to be successful. You just have to be yourself and be honest and give and share and actually follow through with what you say, like integrity, like honestly, like, yeah, don't be afraid to be yourself or things not be perfect. Love it. So let's go through, let's wrap this up with different types of content. Uh, you guys could do a podcast. Personally, I don't think podcast is the right form for a real estate agent, depending on how big your audience is, unless you're going to go national and you're going to do like an EXP nationally recruiting thing. But if you're, you know, just marketing your database, a, a podcast is, is a challenge. I would tell you you're better off in video, in my opinion, on that. Mm-hmm. But podcast is one form of medium. It works. Let's get into uh, video and I want to get into specifically case studies. There are so many people that don't do case studies on their own clients. We always brag about just listed, just sold. I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> just listed, just sold. This is what people post on social media. Guess what you guys are doing? You're bragging about how much money you made and people hate that. No. You, you, you're making your clients feel like a piece of meat. And I hate testimonials. Like, like, Why don't you guys tell the story? You're a story. Yes. Thank you. HGTV has yeah. already done it. We're constantly creating case studies for people. For a real estate agents, it's not just sold, just listed. It's this 75-year-old homeowner just bought their first house. Even at the age yeah. of 75, it still works. Here's how. Yeah. If you're a lender, it's saying this 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 first-time home buyer didn't think home ownership was uh, a realistic dream for them, especially because they just got their US citizenship. But we changed that. Here's how. Yeah, absolutely. And people love stories. And I 
find that um, a lot of real estate investors and even other entrepreneurs are just afraid to like open the curtains and what goes on behind their doors. Like, I'm like, no, share exactly what you did today. Good, bad, or the ugly. Do you know what I mean? Flip this house. Like you guys, the whole story is done. Let's do the, let's do real estate investors specifically. You guys in the eyes of the public, you're the biggest, baddest, most evil people in the fucking world. People hate you because they think you're going to rip them off. Let's be honest. It's the number one reason that real estate investors have the number one thing a consumer thinks of when they see any of your marketing is, is this guy going to rip me off? Is it you're with, is that, skeptical. You're skeptical. So show them what you do with your damn deals. Yeah. Show him the people you help because real estate investors, you're not buying the house unless you're bailing someone out of a property. That's why you're buying it Absolutely. for pennies on a dollar. Okay. So tell it the damn on the relationship that you have with that person and how you help them versus, oh, I did this deal. Look how much money I made. It's like, we have this uh, over that way. We have this one gal, she's an investor in like, uh, I think it's Fort Collins, Denver, something like that in Denver, Colorado, I mean. Anyways, so she buys, she's a buy and hold investor. Okay. And she steals houses from people that are just can't, they're going, they're on a way to foreclosure. Mm-hmm. In her case study series, not only does she have the person whose house she ripped off, but they're thanking her for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's totally. like, what, like, they're like, thank you so much for buying this house. And she's like, I just made a hundred grand. This is great. And she's telling me, thank you. See, the point is that she solved the problem. It's not about how much money you made. And how much stress that took off of her shoulders and like, she didn't have to deal with it. Yep. He's yeah. totally humanizing the brand. I know. Totally. Let's talk about education. How many people don't have education on their sites? Whether you're a lender, whether you're a real estate mm-hmm. agent, or whether you're an investor, I see your guys' sites every day. There's a search bar to look for properties for sale, yet you guys are trying to compete against Zillow. Zillow has a trillion dollars more than you do. Why mm-hmm. the hell are you trying? Where you're going to compete and beat them is through storytelling, personality, and brand, period. That's what they never will have. So you guys, what kind of content? Like what on your site demonstrates that you have the authority to make help them make a wise financial investment. I know. I have a great story for you. Shoot. So one of my clients, he was getting into the investing industry and he does it and he wants to brand himself. And he is a pilot. I love the story. Mm. And so he uh, you know, wants to create his website, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're a pilot. This is amazing. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like he's still doing it. And he's, so he's doing this on the side. I'm like, are you crazy? It's the most marketable like, thing he's got. You can use that and leverage it. Like you're being yourself. You're going to attract other people that are in, you know, that are pilots that are, you know, dealing with their 401k and feeling like they're, you know, not making it big and they're working too many hours or whatever. And I'm like, you can totally like tap into them because you've been there. You've gone through it. You're, you have successful investments that you're doing passively. And so now his whole site has like the airplane and him with his pilot. It's not cheesy. It's awesome. And he, I got him to do videos and he's doing videos and he's like, you know, I'm like, if you're going through the airport, like film a little video, like you're in between jobs, right. And you're in like Sri Lanka or something. And meanwhile, you're making money and making a deal that's overseas. I'm like, you have to leverage your, who you are and share your story and educate other people. And his videos are like, he's like, oh my God, I'm getting so many comments. And I'm like, yes, you have to embrace who you are and and share stories and teach. Good content creation, I believe, isn't professional, it's personable. Yeah. 
Um, and therefore it'll be professional because totally. I think the whole suit and tie thing sort of went out the door in the last 10 years and I know. The whole professionalism, especially with COVID right now. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever coming back in professionalism. I'm wearing sweatpants um, right now below. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even wearing pants. So I don't even know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> anyways, awesome show folks. I don't want you guys to overthink the, uh, content creation thing. It's anything that demonstrates what you do, whether it's educational material, yeah. whether it's case studies, stories, whether it's just you taking pictures of ugly or really cool looking houses and sharing mm. that on social media, anything, anything that reminds your network, what you do for a living without yeah. you having to say it is content. Lindsay, I want you to go ahead and take the floor. Uh, let our listeners know how they can reach you uh, if they want to engage you further. And uh, we'll get to wrap. You betcha. So they can go to reimarketingexperts.com. And I do have a Facebook you can join if you want, which is uh, reimarketinggroup.com. And of course, I have a, if you want free content, you can get free content for two weeks. So it's reimarketingexperts.com slash swipe. Cool. Thank you for the show. Awesome yeah, stuff. And folks, you have to create content. I mean, there's no other way around it. Like I didn't no. like... Personally, I'll be honest with you guys. I started a video marketing company because I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming two years ago and that's why I created it because I know it didn't exist. It is that big of a deal. I risked my entire career for it. I'm telling you guys, this is coming down the pipe. If you do not start creating content soon, you, you're never going to build a brand. If you don't have a brand, you're never going to compete against the iBuyers. You're not going to compete against all the other competitors, the rebate and the flat fee brokerages. You're not going to compete against lending tree realtors and all you investors out there, same thing. The brand is going to humanize you so that you don't, quote unquote, rip people off. So folks, if you're interested in looking at anything like that, please go ahead and uh, visit our website. Uh, check us out. We'd be happy to script, edit, and distribute all your video content, regardless of what it is. I have the scripts. I have everything you need. Uh, visit us at realestatemarketingdude.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and anywhere else that you see Real Estate Marketing Dude. We appreciate you guys listening to another show and tuning in. Until then, we'll see you next week. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.